Success, is it really a secret? I don't think so. Join me as I interview guests from different cultures and backgrounds who have overcome incredible challenges to create the life they live today. Thousand likes, celebrity status, lots of money or big cars, these are things that come and go and do not define true success. So what is it? And most importantly, how do we create it? If you are a child, teen, or adult trying to understand how to achieve this word, then you are not alone and you won't want to miss a single episode of The Secret to Success Isn't So Secret. This is Christy Maggio, and the key is right here. It's not a great secret, so don't just listen. Learn and take action. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Secret to Success Isn't So Secret podcast. Today, I'm very excited and happy to share with you that I recently was featured in a small book by some of the best speakers out there. And my advice was written in this book called The Best Advice for Speakers. You may know some of the names that share their advice in this book, such as Joe Vitale, Bob Proctor, John Martini, Sharon Lecter, Jim Cathcart, Raymond Aaron, Douglas Vermeeren, Valen Vergara, Greg Reed, among many others. So today on this episode, I'm going to share some of the best advice that these speakers give about having success as a speaker. So if you want to become a speaker, get on stage, um, it doesn't matter what age you are, um, there are a lot of speakers, success coaches out there that do speaking, either in education, in business, um, workshops. And so today I'm going to give you some of the best advice that they give as well as myself. And you can find this book on amazon.com and you can find it under the title, The Best Advice for Speakers. So I'm going to begin with Douglas Vermeeren as he is the author who put the compilation together. He states, as I have thought about my speaking career thus far, I have had some great moments and some not so great moments. Some of those not so great moments have been frustrating, heartbreaking, embarrassing, and certainly expensive. Along the way, I have made less mistakes. Often it was as the result of great advice from other speakers that I knew. The reality is I believe that great speakers and great speaking businesses are never a result of what you figure out on your own, but rather success in the speaking and coaching industry is a result of getting great support from amazing people with powerful ideas. We not only rise to the standards of our peers, but we rise with our peers and the ideas they share with us when we have the support and insights of a community, we generate the best possible results. This is literally the mastermind principle in action. I will give you two thoughts that I feel are so essential to success that they cannot be ignored. First, before you can ever be a teacher from the stage, you must be a learner. That means you must dive deeply into the subject matter you speak about. The day of the signature talk is dead. People don't want a monologue from the stage about you. What they want and respond to is a relevant conversation that opens up doors of possibility about their future. That means that you must get committed to really understand everything you can about your content and mission. If you know it, 
You can flow it in any circumstance or setting. As a speaker, you are the teacher in all settings, not just the stage. Your expertise should shine in conversations you have everywhere, social media, backstage, in the hallway, in the boardroom, and everywhere else. You need to become valuable wherever you go. Strive to be the authority on your subject matter, and in order to do that, you must never stop learning. Second, it is necessary for you to become a competent speaker, and many of the suggestions that follow are going to be focused on that. Equally as important and most often neglected is the fact that this is a business. That's why they call it the speaking business. Most speakers are wonderful on stage, but their speaking business sucks. They teach success publicly from the stage, but struggle in private. Never forget, this is a business. As such, it needs to be built, developed, and managed like a true business. Many speakers that I've encountered are missing this important structure. As a result, they limit their reach, their possibilities, and their profits. My sincerest hope is that you understand that the business part of your speaking business is something you must take seriously. Let's be 100% honest. In reality, there are a lot of great speakers, literally tons. As I have shared the stage with the biggest names in the business, I can assure you that some of them are no better at speaking than you or I. The big difference that has catapulted them to the higher levels of recognition and wealth has been their business structure. And I suppose I must confess, I know I am not the greatest speaker in the world. Far from it, actually. But my speaking business earnings exceeds seven figures in income annually, and I am invited on some of the biggest stages in the world. I speak alongside all of the biggest speakers. Many of them are close friends, and we do business together. I have a speaking empire set up in multiple locations globally. By the way, speaking once internationally, in my opinion, does not make a person an international speaker. Having a growing audience that you visit regularly in those areas does. Think about that for a while. I am invited to share my thoughts and feelings in the media. Magazines have had me on the cover. I get book deals based on a phone call or short email. My inbox is full of new invitations to speak every day. But most importantly, I am having fun. I attribute all of my speaking business success all to having a strong speaking business. If you want to know more about building a power speaking business, go grab my book, Know Your Audience, 10X Your Speaking Business, which is available through Barnes & Noble or Amazon. Next up is Raymond Aaron. He is a New York Times bestselling author who has published 145 books and counting. He states, to launch your speaking career, it is mandatory that you have a book. It dignifies you and commands huge respect and distinction. It's so important that your introducer will always proudly and prominently announce the title of your book as a major part of the introduction. Being branded by having your own book is the most significant difference between the speakers who get high speaker fees and get referrals versus the speakers who try really hard but do not succeed. Next up is Jim Cathcart. He is an NSA Hall of Fame speaker. 
And he states, for all speakers, the only thing that matters in a speech is whether your message brought value to the listeners in a way that they will act on it or embrace it. Everything else is just theater. To be a great speaker, you must become a great person first. That was short and sweet and to the point. And now, John Martini. If you don't know who John Martini is, you definitely need to look him up. His story is absolutely incredible. He's an international best-selling author of The Values Factor. He's a featured teacher in The Secret, The Opus, The Gratitude Experiment, The Treasure Map, and How Thoughts Become Things. Um, his beginning story of where he got to be today is absolutely incredible, and I highly recommend that you look him up. He states, You measure great speakers by their most distant ends, the legacies they intend and the actions they relentlessly demonstrate and are inspired to fulfill. By being authentic and congruent with what you and your audience value most, you spontaneously do whatever it takes, travel whatever distance, and pay whatever price to fulfill your mission of service to others across the world. Master speakers, master teachers, fill their days with their highest priority knowledge and actions that inspires them most and that are most meaningful and productive. They delegate everything else. They metric their daily actions and results and keep refining their skills until standing ovations and tears of awe and inspiration are certain. Great speakers with unborrowed visions feel destined to fill their missions and leave their mark across the world. Next up is Greg Reed. He is the creator of Secret Knock. Uh, he was also in one of my previous podcast episodes and he's also the author of a great many, many books, such as Three Feet from Gold, Stickability, and Wealth Made Easy. He states, personally, I focus on messages like songs, two and a half minutes long. There's a beginning, middle, hook, and an end. Then I practice that message or song until I hit every note perfect. The pace is dialed in and the message hits home, leaving the audience feeling its value and seeing themselves within the words. Once mastered, I move on to the next two and a half minute song and work that one until it too is a work of art. Now, when I go do a talk, I do the same thing as a musician would and make a set list of the songs that I not only wish to hear, throw in a couple of favorite hits, and also the ones that suit that particular audience best. This way, rather than work on a long 90-minute presentation, focus on short sound bites that can be easily shared into small digestible segments. What's cool is when you show to do an hour talk and the group says they are behind, you can say, no problem, and just deliver your top three and leave the audience in awe. Next up is Joe Vitale. He is a featured teacher as well in The Secret, The Opus, and How Thoughts Become Things. He has authored multiple books, and he states, number one, write a book. It gives you authority and a product. Number two, speak for free. Begin taking any and all offers to get experience and make connections. And number three, 
record your talks. Listen back to see where you can improve. You might also sell the good recordings or transcribe them and turn them into reports or books later. I love that. That's some really, really good advice. <laughs> okay, next up is Bob Proctor. And he starts with number one, keep studying. Number two, suggest a person double their rate. Number three, never charge by the hour. And number four, coaching calls don't need to be 30 to 60 minutes long, 10 to 15 minutes maximum. So what does that mean? And he goes into detail about that. But if you want to know his details, then you have to get the book. So when he says, and I'll give you a little hint, he says, study, um, you know, keep being a lifelong learner. He studied every day and he still continues to study every day. Um, when he says double your rate, when he's working with a person, the very first question I ask is, how much are you earning? A lot of people undervalue what they're worth. And so you need to make sure that you increase the rate that you have. If I charge too much, he says, what would people think? And so the thing is, if you charge more and value yourself more, people are going to believe that you are worth more as well. Don't charge by the hour. Here he's saying, uh, if you do, you're trading time for money. And that's not good. Your time is very valuable. And keeping coaching calls short. If you do do coaching calls, we often think more is better. Um, but sometimes more is just more. You can do, say, the same amount of stuff in 10 to 15 minutes that you can in 30. So that is Bob Proctor. Next up is Sean Kanan. And he is an actor. He's best known for his roles in Karate Kid Part 3. He was on General Hospital, The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, and now produces his own show and, and is in his own show, uh, Studio City. He is also an author of The Way of the Cobra. And he states, I'm often asked what it takes to be successful by people just entering the beginnings of their speaking career. If you can do four simple things, you're almost guaranteed success even if you don't possess tremendous amounts of natural talent. Number one, treat others the way you want to be treated. Number two, act with integrity. Number three, be kind, not nice. And number four, grind. Never stop working to improve yourself. And up last is me. So I am now going to share with you my advice that I added to this wonderful book, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. The really interesting part of my advice is that it's in the book, it's on pages 76 and 77. And so my sister was born in 1976, and I was born in 1977. So I don't know if it's a sign or what it's what it means. But uh, anyways, my advice is called The Great Power of Connection. We are well aware that with anything in life, the people we remember most are those we can relate to or connect with. 
Whether you have taken the stage many times or have yet to do so for the first time, the power of connecting with your audience is, in my opinion, the most valuable tool you have as a speaker, as it is what will make you memorable to your audience. You can prove this by thinking of someone that had an impact on you in such a way that you never forgot what they said or how it made you feel. This is the power of connection. Now, you may be asking yourself, how can I do this as well? There's good news. I can probably guarantee you have already done it more than you realize. Often, speakers that are just starting out think they need more experience in front of large groups of people in order to be able to effectively communicate their message on stage. But stop and think about how many times you have actually spoken in front of a group of people with the same goal in mind, just on a smaller scale. If you have ever created a project for your job and then presented it to your boss, board members, or even to a professor or teacher in university or high school, the goal is the same. You want to get your point across in an effective way that will make your target audience connect with what you are saying and ultimately remember you because of what you said. When I first started with the idea of becoming a speaker, my initial thoughts were, I have no experience. How am I going to do this? Little did I realize that I had been doing this my whole life, for heaven's sakes. It was just in front of a classroom of students or a workshop full of teachers, as I'm an educator. Then I thought to myself, was I able to effectively connect with my students and colleagues so they would walk away with a feeling of being able to apply what I said to their life? I can, without a doubt, say absolutely. From the feedback I received, both verbally and through body language, when you connect with your audience, you can feel it and they can as well. My advice is always start with the end in mind by asking yourself, why would this topic be important to my audience? What is it they should be able to take away from what I say today? How can I effectively and authentically connect with them to make this happen? These are questions I had been asking myself every day for years without even realizing I was doing it. So with that being said, um, I want everyone to go out and get this book. It's on Amazon. It's the best advice for speakers. I will share some more from some other uh, great people that are in here. But I just want you to know that no matter what it is that you want to do in this life, and if you're aspiring to be a speaker or write a book, there's a lot of great things out there. You just need to ask and you just need to study and look at what other people have done and ask to see what mistakes they made so that you can learn from them and not make them yourself. This is Christy Maggio and I'm so happy that you listened today. You're listening to The Secret to Success Isn't So Secret podcast. Until next time, if you believe, you will achieve.